right, hello everybody, and welcome again to another episode of Unleash Your Strengths with Eddie Via. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm super fired up about what I'm going to tell you because it's going to be huge. It's going to be massive. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> but here's the fascinating thing because everybody does this every time. Like, I, like, let me just tell you a quick story. Every time I would go to these, uh, I, I when, when there was a time when I was really working hard to develop myself, I remember the first time. I invested $1,000 in a training, and this training was huge. There was so much. There were like 20 modules, and I had to do a whole bunch of admin stuff, which as you, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you'll know I can't stand doing admin work, but <laughs> it drives me nuts because see, for me, I have a dominant, a dominant desire to influence people, and when I'm doing paperwork, you better believe I can't figure out how to, I can't figure out how to make paperwork a a way that helps influence other people. So anyway, my point is that I looked at this big training. It was a thousand bucks, right? It was going to help me to build my business online. And oh my gosh, by the way, to this day, that thousand dollar training is still making money for me. That was, oh gosh, I did that training probably four, roughly four years ago of, of, of the recording of this training. So that's how long, that's how many, like how much value I've gotten from that. But here's the deal is I I remember I bought this training and there was this like tons of modules. It was probably like 20 modules and each one was like, okay, do this and then do this and then do this. And this is how you're going to present. And and so on this training, I learned how to do webinars. I learned how to set up auto email autoresponders and I learned how to uh, attract an audience by being me and so on. It was really cool. But the biggest thing about it was that I, I wasn't the only person that, that I knew that purchased this program. There was another person that I knew purchased the program as well. And this person, he's like, like seriously, one of my best friends. And, and we've worked together and, and doing some things before. And, and he was really cool. And, and uh, he's really cool. And then he bought the program. And my first thought was, oh my gosh, you, you should not have bought this program. Because I knew how he viewed doing big things. Much like you probably, much like, uh, you know, him and, and, and even me before, you know, you probably are the kind of person that you get all excited and you spend a bunch of money and you invest in some kind of training or program, or even you just, even if it's no money at all, you just go to a training and you watch somebody on stage talking about how to do this thing that you want to do. And then you go up there and you, and you, you come out of the event going or come out of the training or you come out of the program or whatever, feeling like absolute overwhelm. You feel like, oh my gosh, that's too big. I don't, I don't even know where to start. And so your, your mind starts to get big and you start to create all these overwhelming thoughts about how you don't have the time to do what it is you want to do. And so when you start thinking about uh, the, how little time you actually do have, like, so these tasks and these things that you think you need to do in order to build a, a business or build a brand online, the more and more you think that it's too big, the bigger it gets in your head. <laughs> then you look at your clock or your calendar and your, and then you look at how much you, what your availability is and you look at that availability and you think, oh my gosh, that's too, there's not enough. There's like no time. I don't have to, I have to, I have to take my kids here. I have to take my kids there. And, and I've, I've got my, uh, my weekly appointment with my BNI group or whatever, right? You, and you start like looking for more proof that your schedule is tiny. And so the more proof you look for that your schedule is tiny, the tinier it gets. <laughs> and so literally the problems that, that you think are there that are real, the truth is you actually created it by looking at everything and going, it's too big. And I know that 
Uh, I'm sure you've heard this before. If, if I, I hope I'm not the first person to say this to you, but you've probably heard this joke and they ask you, how do you eat an elephant, right? And they say one bite at a time. Like that sounds good and all, but how is the problem? Like how many times has somebody said to you, hey man, stop Look, Here's my coach voice again. Say, man, don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. You, know, you, just gotta, you just gotta eat that elephant one bite at a time. But I'm not going to tell you how to do that. You know what I mean? It's just like, this is, for me, I want, I want you to realize it's actually quite simple, but you first have to understand the concept. If you don't understand the concept, then it's going to stress you out. Like, for example, if you're like me, I'm, okay, so my number two strength is activator, okay? And my, that, that strength basically uh, dictates that I'm really good at having an idea, and then I can walk that and I could turn that idea into a step-by-step a plan, Right. And this is a, this is an amazing tell. I love it so much because I can literally get inspired. Like with this podcast, for example, the minute I thought of this podcast, things started lining up. Right. The, I'm working with a group of guys that are helping me produce this podcast. They're freaking amazing. Launchpod Media. And then I love them so much and they've done so much for me already, but it all came from an idea. And then they showed up in my life and the, the action plan became just like got put into place. Listen to me snap like that. Right. Just like that. Like immediately I, I put it to work. That's what activator is for me. And what's awesome about act, also amazing about activators, I'm able to take an idea and get other people to join me in that. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. Like I get excited about this. Every time I have an idea and I want to do something, it, it always seems to involve needing other people. And so I tend to overwhelm and I tend to freak out other people because I have these big ideas. In fact, a friend of mine just recently, I, I told her, hey, I want to come out to Nashville, Tennessee, and I want to come out and I want to do a big event for all the people that you know in that area. And I, I, want, I, want, to do, like, I want to have at least 500 people in there. Like, I don't know 500 people in Nashville. I just know I have a few friends that are influencers out there and I'm already reaching out there and talking to them and I can already t- sense that maybe I'm going to a little too far because I haven't gone through the steps. And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about this concept of steps. Okay. If you want to do something big, the, the biggest drawback to having activator as a strength is this level of impatience that can really upset other people. <laughs> Here's a great example. Activator, when I talk about steps, I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but I want you to understand the drawback to activator for me. So one of my favorite things to do every morning is to cook breakfast for my kids. In fact, I just did it this morning. We had, we had eggs, we had cheese, we had sausage, right? We had all, we had, we had toast, butter, the whole thing. Like I do that every morning. I've got, like I said, I have seven children, six of them which are living with me. Uh, my oldest daughter, she's living in California. But uh, anyway, side note. But anyway, going back to it, I love doing that. But because I love doing it, what do you think my kids think? They're like, I want to do that too. They love cooking. So I have my, my for example, my eight-year-old and my six-year-old. They actually know how to cook eggs, like really good eggs. You need to come to my house. You can see my kids are amazing at breakfast. And the reason why they're amazing, they know how to cook eggs, they know how to cook bacon, they know how to cook sausage, and um, they know how to cook it really well. And the reason why they love doing it is because they see me do it and they know I love it. I got ACDC playing and, or I've got Led Zeppelin or something else. Uh, what else? I'll, I'll get Nirvana playing or whatever. Every morning, I'm blasting music on my Alexa and I'm just like loving that process, okay? But when my kids come in and they want to do it too, you know, there's a process to learning how to make scrambled eggs. And, and my kids look at me doing it and they want to get there, but they don't understand the steps. And so... 
I'm impatient. And when I see my kids struggling through the steps, it's, it's a problem that I have. I can't, like I get impatient and it's not that I'm impatient in them. I'm just impatient in general. And so the problem with activator, if I'm not careful about this, my kids can so easily think that I'm impatient with them. Like there's something wrong with them. And when they start to struggle through the basic steps of making scrambled eggs. And then they look at their dad who they idolize and see that he's frustrated with them. Then it's somehow this expectation that you need to do this super quickly gets communicated. You see what I'm saying? How many times have you tried to learn from somebody and they have shared some kind of dis- or, uh, impatience with you as if they're, the expectation is for you to lo- learn and execute on this quickly. You feeling me right now? You kind of get where I'm going? Ultimately for me, it's like those steps are the most important steps to getting the end result, having these amazing scrambled eggs that they see me bring into the table every single day. And they don't know that I went through all those steps. And when I'm impatient with them, I literally am creating this expectation that it's not right for them. So as an activator, I have to be very clear. And I remember the one time that I caught myself doing this. My daughter looked at me so sad and she just kept saying, I'm sorry, daddy. I'm sorry, daddy. And I think she spilled an egg or um, I think she forgot to scramble the egg or didn't put enough cheese or something. And I had to look at her and I turned off the stove, turned off the eggs, turned off the sausages, all the stuff. And I just said, baby, you are amazing the way you are. Daddy has got problems. <laughs> It's not you. You are perfect just the way you are. This is a daddy issue, not a you issue. (laughs) And I was like, are you ready to get back to it? And they look at me and they go, thank you, daddy. Yes, I want to get back at it. And so what we want to talk about here is the simple steps that we all must learn how to do. All the simple steps that we have to learn how to do. And that is what I like to call base hits. Now, actually, I, I didn't originate this concept. Okay. My mentor taught me this because he probably saw me that I had these massive dreams and I'm like, I don't know where to start. And he said, Eddie, it's about base hits. And then think about this. So I hope when you're listening to this, you know what baseball is. So I'm praying, you know what baseball is. I'm about to drop a sports analogy on you. And I hope that you get this. And it's simple. When a batter goes up to the bat, the box, in the batter's box, he's got basically, he's got three options, right? He can bunt, but we're going to forget about that option just for a second because it doesn't apply. But the second, the other two options are he can either go for a base hit, right? Or he can go for a home run. Now, when a batter walks up to the box and hits a home run out of the stage, out of the stadium, what happens? The crowd goes crazy. Everyone goes nuts and goes, woo! It's sexy, right? It's so hot when a guy steps up to the plate and knocks it out of the park. Everybody loves it. And when he does it with nobody on base, it's worth one point. All right. So what the analogy is trying to explain here is that when we step up the plate and try to do something big, it's worth one point, but it's hard, isn't it? You know, it's hard to hit a ball out of a ballpark. Not everybody can do it. Some people have to take drugs to learn how to, to, to be able to physically be able to do it. There are people that do that, right? You know, baseball history there. But anyway, my point in this is, is that trying to hit a home run is hard. Yes, it's sexy. Yes, it's exciting. And it's worth a point. The other option a batter can have is to go up and try to do something smaller and easier. It's not sexy. People give you the, like the, the golf claps like this, right? It's this little like gentle, like, oh, good. Woo. And what he can do is hit a base hit. What happens is when he hits the ball just outside of the infield, 
It goes far enough for him to be able to advance to first base and he, there are no points and they call it, there's no points, but eventually he's heading towards what's called scoring position. Now see, the cool thing about a base hit is that it's very boring. It's uneventful. It's, it's, it's like there's no drama to it whatsoever because there's nothing really created just yet. But what happens when the next two people come up and hit simple, easy base hits? Well, what happens when they do that? The bases are now loaded. And so when the fourth person comes up and they just do something small, simple, and easy, and unexciting, like a base hit, you suddenly hear the crowd shift. The audience gets way more excited. Why? Because when he hit a base hit, a run scored. One point. Same as hitting a home run. But you see, you can't hit a home, you can't score a point off of base hits if you don't do the most important thing, which is consistent action. Consistent, small action. So this is how you have to learn. This is how you have to look at everything that you want to do that's big. You have to find out what is this big, massive thing that I want to do, right? The number one strength in the United States is achiever. Everybody wants to achieve something, uh, a, a, a college degree, or they want, to, uh, they want to get a big promotion, or they want to lose 50 pounds or 100 pounds or whatever. Everybody wants to achieve something. But the lowest strength in, the, the, in this report in the United States is self-assurance. It's the belief that they can do it without, without having to be, go work for somebody else, right? It's the belief that they can't do it. They have to do something other, other people's way, which I'll talk about this a little bit later. But here is my thing is that if you step up to the plate and you consistently hit small singles every single day. My mentor called it, uh, oh, I can't remember exactly what he called it. So I, don't, I probably shouldn't say it because he's probably got a copyright or something. But my point is that just coming up and hitting base hits every single day, small things. And so if you look at some big project or some big thing that you want to do, you have to be able to just make a list of all the things that you would consider base hits. And the only important thing here is that you have to do them consistently. They don't have to be big at all. They could be really small. So let's get some examples. If you want to develop a belief in yourself, a base hit could be listening to this podcast or other audios every single day. Another base hit would be to turn off the news. I don't know if you know this or not, but the news is designed specifically to get you to watch. And the only way they can get you to watch is by sharing something negative because that's the only time you watch. So stop watching and you'll stop giving them what they want, which is viewers, so that maybe they'll change their message someday. But if you stop listening to the news, you'll stop, ta- you'll stop taking in stuff that's holding you back subconsciously. So a small thing, a base hit right there, a small thing, it takes... 10 minutes to listen to an audio and it takes no time to stop listening to the news. Imagine if you did that every day for a week, a month, or I'm going to give you the sweet spot, three months. Here's what I want you to do. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to think of the big thing that you want to do. The big dream, the big massive dream, write it down on a piece of paper. Okay. That's it. Just write it down. What is the big dream? And then the bottom, and then all you do is underneath that big piece of paper is just write down all the little easy things that you can do that will eventually be added up to accumulate that will lead up to the accomplishing of that big thing. Can you do that? Yes, of course. Now, don't worry if you don't know which one is first. Let go of that crap. It's not going to help you. What is going to help you is for you to just get clear about what are base hits for you. 
What are small things for you? For me, five years ago, six years ago, gosh, when I go back to January of 2015, when I really pushed myself and decided I was going to be something bigger, I set out to only accomplish one thing. My only desire was to prove that my fears were wrong about me. That was a big thing for me, right? All these fears and these beliefs about how I am not good enough were so big and nasty that I believed it would take me a lifetime to overcome. Turns out, if I just did small things, it only took a couple of years. Now, that sounds like a long time. Yeah, it is a long time, a couple of years. But here I am, many years later, I am like 19,000 evolutions later, and you better believe that those fears I had are no longer fears anymore. They're no longer doubts. They don't hold me back anymore. And the new fears that come along with my big dreams, like I talked about in the last episode, the new fears that I have, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. In a couple of years, you'll be gone too. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, come on, like, like, how old are you? You're not, unless you're 99 years old and you're looking at death's door, you have time. You know, I'm, I'll bet there are people on this planet that would, who are 99 who say, nope, I still got some time left. Come on, my friends. How long do you expect to live? I want you to do that right now. How long do you expect to live? Think about that. How long do you expect to live? And then how old are you now? Now do the math. You really think you're done? You really think you got nothing left to do? You really think you have no growing to to experience? I've seen a lot of people, particularly in some of my family, that they just quit. They let go. They let go of the belief that they could grow themselves. How crazy is it that at 44 years old, me right now, I'm thinking about, what about, hey, what if I just picked up the piano? What if I just started playing the piano? I'm a terrible singer, but what if I started learning how to sing, right? What if I learned some new skill? I'm 44. I'm not, I got like at least another 60 or 70 years to go, at least, right? I got a whole other lifetime to live. Why would I stop now? And so what I want you to think about is what is that big dream? Put it right there on the top of the paper and then start filling it up with little base hits, little things that take 10, 15 minutes, or maybe even an hour that you can do every day. And then you go about your business the rest of the day, doing all the other things. Okay. So that is your goal right now is to make a list of all those things. And then the next thing I want you to do is take a look at that strengths report that I told you to get in the last episode. If you didn't get it, go in the show notes of this uh, podcast, find the link to get your strengths report down Purchase it, take the assessment, find out what your strengths are. And here's what I want you to do. Take a look at all those, those, little, those little base hits, those little things. Take a look at your number one strength and ask yourself, how can I apply that strength to that one thing? And how can I apply that strength to that one thing in a way that honors who I am? So you're one of four different people. You're either someone who really, really loves to connect with people, right? You just, I mean, connect, not get them to do things, just connect, be present, be, you know, go with the flow, man. You're also, or maybe you're the kind of person who loves to see things getting done. Maybe you like to put together lists every single day. You start the day off thinking that the day is zero and you like to put things on your list. And sometimes you'll even add things to your list that you know you already did just so that you can psychologically see how cool it is to cross it off, right? Or maybe you're the kind of person who loves to think and learn and, and dig deep into analytical things like, like this, like this podcast where I really challenge beliefs and help you look at things differently like base hits, right? Or maybe you're the kind of person who, like me, absolutely needs to see other people move forward because somehow deep down inside, you feel like you've figured life out and all you want to do is help other people figure it out too. And it's, 
this concept of base hits. If you commit to it consistently, every single day, you just do one thing on your base hit list. That's what I want you to call it. That's so cool. I actually just came up with it on this podcast. The base hit list. You do one thing on your base hit list in a way that is truly authentic to who you are, using your strengths authentically, your way. You're going to create massive results that you can look back on a week, a month, or that sweet spot about three months later, and you're going to go, man, that was so good. And that right there is who I am. That result that I created. I did it by doing small things every day. And the massive results showed up. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to go ahead and start that now. That's what this podcast is devoted to. I want you to start living this base hits philosophy and I want you to teach it. So here's what I want you to do right now. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you have shared this podcast with at least one person this week. Isn't that an easy base hit to do? Yep. If you want to impact another person, share something of value to, with them that matters to you. Take this podcast and let it be one of your base hits. Share it with them. Ask them to subscribe as well and get ready because my group is coming up and you're going to have an opportunity to join me to build a business that is fully authentic to you. Can you imagine having an unlimited potential for income? And can you imagine doing it completely authentic to who you are and your values? And can you imagine how every single aspect of that will benefit every single person that comes in contact with you? Thank you very much. Have an awesome day. This was Unleash Your Strengths with Eddie Via. We'll see you on the next podcast.